There's going to be more than the usual amount of nonsense this week, isn't there? <laughs> that's, uh, that's most likely, yes. To the Electronic Wireless Show, episode 123, the Wales, Wales, Wales special. <laughs> this is Rock Paper Shotguns PC Gaming Podcast, and the only podcast you need, in my opinion. My name is Alice Bell, and I am incredibly joined this week by Sir Anthony Hopkins. Hello. And Anthony Hopkins. It's good to meet you, Alice. I've been enjoying this podcast for a long time. Uh, As have I. It's going to be a nightmare. This is actually going to be a nightmare. Explain the theme. Yes, this has happened because uh, a listener wrote in. Hang on, let me just. I'll look it up. Who, who it was? Uh, was Malcolm? Um. It was, yes. Uh, thank you, Malcolm, for writing in, uh, who suggested best whales in games. Uh, but I then said, but that's not, there aren't enough whales in games. So now we're doing whales, the animal, slash whales, the country, slash whales, the noise. <laughs> um, also, Jimmy Wales off Wikipedia, if, uh, if we really run out of content. Although I don't Is know he if in he's games? Been, almost certainly. Mm. But anyway, uh, and and that is why we have both Sir Anthony Hopkins and Anthony Hopkins. Um, the superior version and the inferior version. Yes, I was going to say. That, that's all. Oh, as if Anthony Hopkins is humble. But congratulations to Anthony Hopkins for recently uh, hitting another milestone in his sobriety. Thank you. <laughs> This is going to be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't worry, I'll, I'll, I won't keep that up. Yeah, uh, I, I, I will embargo it for now. I, I'm, <laughs> right, I'm, right. I slip back into character if we discuss Westworld. <laughs> okay. Uh, but before we do go on to the theme, just briefly, how, how um, Matthew, how are you? How was your Christmas? Uh, it was very nice. Um, I read a book about a horrible murderer uh, and ate lots of chocolate. Excellent. Uh, and no fruit in your vegetables. No fruit. No, lots of chocolate. Uh, I can't remember if I mentioned this in an earlier episode, but uh, maybe in the Christmas one, because I'm probably going to have a tooth removed. So it was mm. like it was like the big farewell tour for my tooth. So I really absolutely like pounded that bad boy with sugar. Um, hammered it. Mm, um, but as everyone I explained this to pointed out, yes, but you're doing this to your other teeth too. Um, and so I now face the dentist with considerable fear. Yeah, excellent. I uh, I mentioned this to Nate during the week, but I ate so much sugar, and so like I was getting I, on the two weeks I was off, I was getting up in the morning and like 
just double fisting Haribo into my mouth for breakfast oh, kind of thing. Like I was, ooh la la. I was, ooh la la. <laughs> I was, I was not eating well um, for those two weeks. And now we've gone, as it were, cold turkey and are trying to kind of oh, return to a normal diet. But um, the, the, the sudden change in my dietary habits has meant I've got loads of spots. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> I ate a uh, jam roly-poly the other day, and it was so sweet, it made my legs itch. <laughs> <laughs> diabetes. I hope that isn't diabetes. <laughs> no, no. So I, I actually was diabetic for a while, and I know that sounds ridiculous, but you can, you can hover on the brink of it. and then diabetic in it, yeah. Well, no, I actually went, uh, went full type 2. But I absolutely yeah. freaked out and uh, and lost about forty kilograms. So I, uh, I, which made me sort of quite unwell in its own way. But I did, I did get out of uh, get out of diabetes dodge. Um, Master of your own blood. I still have to be quite careful, though. I mean, having said that, I've not been careful over the last few weeks. I've probably been uh, gone zooming back into D town. I will have yeah, <laughs> You've literally got the fat blood. I've got uh, hashtag fat blood. That's me. Hashtag fat blood. D town twinned with Flavor Town, presumably. Yeah, well, uh, you know. You so how, how was to it? get to the other. Yeah. How how was your, your Christmas, Nate? Did you you Nate text us readers saying that he thought of me and Matthew when he ate the turkey heart? <laughs> yes, I did prize the Heart from the rib cage for Turkey, and my first thought was of my dear friends on this podcast, um, which you know isn't chilling at all. Uh, but no, it was a great heart. It was a great turkey. Um, uh, we we had a good ham. Uh, I got I got some barbecue sauce and a comb for Christmas, which was I, I, I didn't then sort of. Slick my hair with barbecue sauce. Like some that, sort that, of that feels like something that happens in the Wild West a lot. It was a very Arthur off of Red Dead Redemption 2 set of presents, actually. It was exactly the sort of comb that, that he would use nice. uh, after rifling through the, uh, the festering skin of a raccoon. Eating a turkey <laughs> yeah. heart. Hey, boy. I'm just going to coat some barbecue sauce through my beard. <laughs> so that's me. Excellent. Uh, we, we, I didn't eat a turkey heart. We got a turkey crown. Uh, although, did I tell you both? We, we got a turkey crown for a tenner because we bought quite a small one um, and then got a big one because uh, the small one had run out and they did that thing where they, you know, in a delivery where they replace it with something similar, but they only had quite big turkey crowns left. So we got like a small turkey crown a price. Turkey tiara. For, yeah, we got a turkey tiara price for a, a turkey crown Ooh. delivery, which is quite good. Nice. And my little brother my little brother and my mum panicked and left it really late. And so he went basically like my little brother went out on Christmas Eve to get the turkey crown for him and my mum and he got done uh he got like a turkey crown for like 
for like for, it was four people's worth of turkey for 50 quid oh yeah absolutely ronalded on the turkey the turkey usurper exactly yeah. crown wasn't worth it anyway uh let's move away from turkey and towards wales slash wales slash wales Good. Are you, is that Anthony Hopkins again? Yes, representing <laughs> the Welsh uh, with their melodic songs that can be heard thousands of miles away through the ocean. I am actually half Welsh, so as far as I'm concerned, I'm the best whale in games. Uh, actually, that is interesting. Both. Well, what's the what's the three things word for both? Troth those things. <laughs> are connected mm. by pleasant noises because the Welsh, as we know, are excellent singers. As yeah. are Close whales. harmony singing, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and then you know, wailing can be singing. If you like Kate Bush. Wait. <laughs> yeah, that burn works. Yeah. Uh, or Florence and the Machine. My big brother saw Florence and the Machine live once and he said it sounded like... Uh, someone throwing some bagpipes around the stage. <laughs> quite mean, because I quite like Florence and the Machine. They're all right. I always like to imagine they're a duet, and the Machine is just this like giant ripped. Oh, I thought they were a duet. Sort of cyborg. I was assuming yeah, one the- there was a person who is just like the Machine, and he's an enigma to all of us. The electricity cop. <sighs> That's it. I won't. I won't do the voice. Don't do the voice. <laughs> But I want you to know he's here in my psychic environment. <laughs> so Ready. Yeah. My, uh, my dad's Welsh, although like most uh, 70-year-olds, he has transitioned recently from referring to himself as Welsh to referring to himself as British. So, <laughs> um, uh, But uh, I do not speak any Welsh. I can say... I think the first line of the national anthem, which is my hen lad vanadai anana lichmi or imi, which is land of my fathers, which is dear to me, I think. I think. You sounded just like um, Liv Tyler from Lord of the Rings there. <laughs> promising if you Aragorn, want him, love. <laughs> come and claim him. <laughs> um, so, I mean... Should we start with Wales the animal and go to Nate? Because I feel you'll have something to contribute here. Oh, I could probably rustle something up, I imagine. Um, three whales in games. I was uh, three little examplets. Okay. Yeah. I was playing a game yesterday called Nantucket, um, which is, as you might know, or what is it, still exists, but it, it was the town. In uh, Massachusetts, I think, which was the the centre of the so-called golden age of American whaling, and also that's the where, golden uh, age of rude limericks. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, oh my goodness, yeah, that is a realm of possibility. <laughs> um, but this game is uh, so all of the all of the the whale mashers 
went out of Nantucket on their sailing ships to go and uh, to go and beast whales, and that's where Moby Dick had its locus. And what I didn't realise, oh. I thought this was just going to be a standard management game about running a whaling ship, um, because while obviously, you know, the the, the wholesale slaughter of like the largest animals on the planet isn't classic. Uh, it is fascinating from a logistical point of view. Um, and so I thought it was an interesting theme for a, uh, for a management game because you run the, the ship and allocate who crews what and what stores you buy because you might be out for years at a time on a big sailing voyage. Um, but it's more than that. It's also a sort of an RPG adaptation of Moby Dick. Oh, right. oh. Like there's Queequeg and and Ahab and all the boys. You're all playing lads. playing as Ishmael of Call Me, name. <laughs> um, so call me Ishmael. Uh, and yeah, you. It's it's really good. Uh, I'm finding the actual management layer a little bit finicky, um, but it's a really cool concept. It's extremely ambitious. I'm only about an hour in, but I'll be fascinated to see if it pulls it off. Uh, also, the soundtrack is all sea shanties, hours and hours and hours of them. So that's pretty good. That's nice. Um, that is nice. A more mainstream example. How about those boys off of Dishonored, eh? Oh, that's what I was going to uh, say. Yeah, I was going to say Dishonored as well. Let's all talk about Dishonored. Then. I will. Uh, I'll <laughs> just give the arbitrary mention then to the uh, the whale off now. You'll be happy here, Alice. I'm not going to mention Age of Empires two. I'm going to mention Age oh of God. Empires one. Uh, because whales were one of the, the sea food resources. And I remember the first time I ever played it, walking along the shore with a villager and seeing a whale and having a bit of a crikey. That's a pleasant memory. Huh. I wonder what whale tastes like. Not enough that I would support whaling, obviously, but it doesn't seem like it would taste very nice. It's, I've heard, like very, very dense beef uh, with the faint sort of taste of oily fish. Really? Yeah, it's um, because of the density of myoglobin in the muscles, it's, um, which is, um, stores a lot more oxygen than hemoglobin. So for a deep diving animal, um, the tissue will be much richer in myoglobin. It's, and it's much darker, so it's nearly black, the meat. Do people predominantly hunt them for food or is there like some secret is is it are they one of these animals where they've got like one tiny bit of them that's worth like millions? Well the the golden age of whaling was um was based on oils. Yeah. So you've got the 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 blubber of whales can be um rendered into a passable oil, but it was the spermaceti in the heads of sperm whales. Um Steady on. Which was the real, that was the real prize. Because uh, they, um, they're some of my favorite animal incredible things. And they uh, use it as a giant, like, resonance chamber for echolocation. So if they want to ping a squid five miles below them, they basically just generate this pulse in this huge, that's why they've got the big square heads. It's full of an oil. And Precious oil. Yeah, it's like a almost like a a lens for sound, but it's also unfortunately 
damn tasty. wicked for um, lamps. Oh, right, lamps. So there was a time where all of America was lit by sperm whale oil. And wow. Yeah, they'd quite often hunt one and they'd literally cut open its head, have some poor b- would have to go in there with a bucket uh. and spend the day just passing buckets of oil out of the whale's head. Uh, and there's some very grim accounts of that. That sounds awful. I just know that in our little podcast trio dynamic, I would definitely be the one who sent in with the bucket. Do you reckon... Would you not? Mm. I, I feel like it would be Nate who'd be sent in with the bucket and you'd be the one telling him to do it. Really? Is that how you see me in, in, in our dynamic? Mm. I, I feel like the centrist dad would be like, you know, the... I'd be not like the court cap- telling everyone, you know, price it all <laughs> up and... Oh, yeah, you'd be selling the oil, wouldn't you? Yeah, I wouldn't be <laughs> on the boat. I'm not getting yeah. on that boat. You would. You'd be the quartermaster. We'd be like, oh, we're just coming around the coast of South America. We've been at sea for eight million weeks. Can we please break open the new biscuits? <laughs> and you'd just look at us with, you know, that expression I said you'd give if you were looking through an airlock at someone you were about to flush into space. Yes. <laughs> you'd do that expression. You'd say, no. This and that's, that's why we'd survive the voyage because you're pragmatic. And we'd, we'd, you know, save the biscuits till we really needed them. Yeah. That was, people won't know that because that happened, like... At a private dinner. (laughs) At a private dinner, yeah. Although it is evidence that our dynamic is not forced. Uh, Mm. But uh, it was at um, a team bonding dinner where, uh, (laughs) I can't remember, but Matthew would flush people out of an airlock on a spaceship. (laughs) It was yeah, a team building exercise. It was, yeah. <laughs> which, which members of RPS would they flush from an airlock to keep the site in in financial health? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, a dark prophecy. Uh, yeah, a dark, yeah. yeah. Little did I know it was I. <laughs> I would like God. to make it a bit on this podcast, though. If I, what didn't we have a good name for it? It was like Castle's Flush or something. We'll have to but but to drag it back yeah. round to the whales, that is that is similar to the basis for the economy in Dishonored, where they hunt whales. But they're like they're weird like because Dishonored is is sort of set in in a different world. So it has whales, but they're like weird whales. So the 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 whales are like mostly sort of head, and then they have sort of comparatively tiny tails, and the and like four um, fins, flippers. So they're slightly different. And they're like gods, aren't they? Yeah, sort of. But also their their blubber, their oil, um, is is an energy source in a very it's in a more sort of. Um, like you don't have to burn it; it's just magic, basically. Like once you've processed it, it's a battery, and it glows blue. It's good. It also explodes. Have you ever Many come across a, a tabletop RPG called Blades in the Dark? Oh yeah, Blade Blades loads. I'm in. A, I'm in a team um, that is occasionally run by Johnny Chiodini of Dicebreaker, called The Bad Consequences. Oh, I love a bit of Blades, and that's that's got quite a similar setting. Mm. 
because that's in a city powered by god blood taken from uh well that get that the god blood taken from leviathan's keeps the the ghost proof fence working yes. on the outskirts of the town it's such a cool setting it's a really good setting and you it, it makes you're you're discouraged from killing anyone because uh it's like a big deal if if you if anyone dies but the bad consequences of a very bad, like we've killed a lot of people, we exploded half the city. Um, That's why you're called the bad consequences. Uh, the, well, so when I started playing, they'd already played a couple of games. It's good because there are about 20 of us in the gang, but it means that like it's a rotating cast. So it's, it's whenever like five or four or five of us can get together to play. Um, and so uh, the bad consequence, I thought the bad consequences happened to other people, but basically it happens to the next group <laughs> to play. You have to deal with whatever the last people did. Um, but uh, yeah, Dishonored Whales, I think, very good. They, um, don't you also have the, aren't the bone charms in Dishonored from Whales? Yes. The whales are very magic, aren't they? Thinking about it. Things. I swear there's one of the, DLCs is is like specifically about the whaling. Like you go to a whale slaughterhouse and there's a there's like a in my head I've got this image of a big whale that's kind of kept alive somehow so they can keep it producing oil. Yeah, it's on like a gurney and you can sort of have mercy and elect electricity it. Nice. Isn't that the plot of an episode of Doctor Who as well? Almost certainly. Almost that's what certainly. powers the TARDIS. He's got a whale in the basement. Can't imagine. Whale. <laughs> That's why everyone's like, he seems all jolly, doesn't he, Doctor? He's all charismatic and funny and speaks quick and that's all great. But if you go down to his basement, you, you'll whale. quickly reevaluate the man. Yeah, if the ship, so if the TARDIS sort of runs out of juice, um, she'll just be like, hold on, don't worry, I can fix this. Gets out the old sonic screwdriver and does a waggle of the eyebrows. But then as soon as she goes down... <laughs> and then takes the whale. She just pockets it, gets out a baseball bat, and just batters the shit out of a narwhal for an hour. And its, <laughs> it's distress causes the TARDIS to travel an extra year through time, <laughs> saving them from the Daleks. But at what cost? Mm. They never uh, tell you any, about that, do they? Any, any other whales... The animal in games. Yeah, the bloody um, puzzle symbol in Skyrim. Is that a whale? Oh, probably. There's like an eagle and some other idiot and then a whale. <laughs> I always saw you it as a just... whale anyway. What? Which you know puzzle? the ones where you've got to align like three Oh, buttons? yeah. With like, the claws I... that you put in the door and that. They're always such rubbish puzzles. Like, why bother having puzzles and games? All it does is slow things down for a minute. Like, what? Well, this is a whale that you're complaining about. Yeah. This isn't the best whale in game. Well, you know, it's a good drawing of one. It's a decent abstract representation. It's like <laughs> two lines, but it's clearly a whale. I always saw it as a dolphin. Uh, I'm going to look, look at it now. I'm just going to bring up an image. Right. Uh, Do you know what, what we're talking about, Matthew? Uh, yeah, they have that puzzle. It's like one of the Gennaro puzzles that gets recycled a lot, right? Yeah, it's for when you're in a barrow and you're yeah. finding a new shouty word. 
Um, I, I do not know. Are... How could you have thought that was a dolphin? <laughs> How could you? Its flippers are enormous. It's clearly a humpback whale. I, well, I'm going to look up. Look this up now. Well, we looking up to look it up, because I, I can be the judge as a total outsider to this. Uh, look uh, up Skyrim puzzle whale. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's got some sick tats. Oh though. no, that's I'm I'm sorry, Alice. That's got big, big whale energy. All right, all right. Actually, I'll I mean, find a picture of it. I'm going to modify my opinion. I think it's a southern right whale because it's got the distinctive downturned uh, mouth. Mm. You know why it's called the right whale? Why? Uh, because for the aforementioned whale hunters, it was the right whale to shoot because um, it had, uh, well, it's just a good deal when Matthew would uh, sell it on to the butchers. Yeah, I thought there was going to be like a, a a lovely pun or something then, but no, it's just a grim no, fact more, about more bleak facts about uh, <laughs> whale extermination. It's it's not a PC whale, but a little shout out for Lord Jabu Jabu from Ocarina of Time, uh, one of the early dungeons, famously in the N sixty four Zelda game, is set inside a, a poorly whale. You go inside him, oh. you have to fight a boss to make him to make him healthy again. It's got big, big Pinocchio energy. Oh, speaking of which, did you play Before We Leave? Um, little city builder that came out last year. No. That's cool. You, it's, oh, it's all right as a city builder. You build on uh, actually spherical planets made of hex tiles, and it looks very beautiful. And it's really it's very weird because quite late into the game, the camera just suddenly cuts to a massive space whale, like wailing past the planet, and it goes like, and just sucks up a load of resources and stuff. It's very odd. It's very, very odd that that happens. Uh, but it's a great, great little touch. Me and um, Matt Cox, Dilly Departed, um, played it together, and we got about sort of five, six hours in, like, a lot of people mention whales in this game. Were they pulling our legs? You know, we've, we've done a lot of the mm. stuff, but I'm not seeing any. And then just suddenly, there he is. Nice. The big man himself. The big man himself. Yeah. The big man of the ocean. <laughs> uh, what about Wales the country, then? There's Wales Interactive, isn't there? Are well, they so I was set in Wales. They're not all set in Wales, but they so Wales Interactive. Um, uh, I think it's it like it's Welsh development studios. Basically, they work with. Um, so I was going to mention uh, made of made of scare, which is, uh, a sort of horror game that came out last year, which is set in Wales. Although there aren't any comedy Welsh accents in it, unfortunately. Boo! I <laughs> know. Oh, um and it it's not um uh it's not amazing but it's it's quite good um and it's based on uh an old ghost story um about a house an actual place in Wales where um 
where um a woman was gonna she was gonna get married or she was in love with like a singer a musician mm-hmm. and her dad locked her in her upstairs attic bedroom or something and the the musician came to break her out but then got scared by the dogs released in the garden to run away and never came back and then um she she didn't like die of a broken heart immediately she lived a long full life and got married to some other dude that i don't know how she felt about but apparently she still haunts that room that she was shut in in this place. And so from that, um, there's this, this game called Made of Scare, which is um, sort of takes elements from that. So you play a musician who's gone to save his girlfriend who's been locked in her creepy house. Uh-huh. And um, there are uh, everyone in the house, like the family, her family and all the servants and stuff have now all got sacks on their heads and, and you can't make any noise and you have to hold your breath when they walk past and all that kind of stuff. Oh my God. Sounds like, sounds like going home for Christmas. Well, I just love how, how long I thought the title was phrased in a sort of a mid-2000s Tumblr speak. Like, this game is totally made of scare. All the frightens, nom, nom, nom. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did not realise until very late in the day. But, Sporks, uh, etc. <laughs> I can't remember who it was, but so, so, someone said that it like it was a tweet or something where someone said that they like saying the word glomps to people of a certain age and then they either are confused or like you see a look of like pain and embarrassment pass across their face as they remember their activities on the internet circa like I'm, 2002. I'm, I'm confused by that. Are I'm, you? I'm, I don't, yeah, I'm not a very, inter, I wasn't a very internet savvy teenager. Did you just sit, sit in a grey tie reading the Financial Times <laughs> while the rest of us were on IRC <laughs> glumping each other? I was basically <laughs> around writing bad Terry Pratchett fan fiction. <laughs> That's uh, amazing. Please no, unearth legit. some so we can read it on the podcast. That's, that stuff is long. That those cursed words are long since burned. Oh mate, I I was on around two thousand and five. I was very active on a um uh, on forums that were for making fun of bad fan fiction and sharing good fan fiction. I was very internet-y around that time. I think I just think all the things I liked would have got me crucified on the internet in the early noughties, so I just avoided it. That's fair. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, Graham once told me that he, he, when he was a teenager, he tried to write um, uh, football manager fan fiction. Either he tried to write it or he read it because it was, it was about like the manager's life, you know, and then he'd go to <laughs> watch a football match and then like go home to his wife. <laughs> that actually sounds like it would make an incredible diary series. He should do it. Yeah, right. Um, uh, but like, I mean, both of you are Sir Anthony Hopkins, so I was expecting some more Welsh content from you. Well, I, uh, not- I, I, I quite like the the pirate in Assassin's Creed Black Flag is Welsh. Oh yeah, Edward Kenway. He's got a bit of Welsh yeah. to him. Some uh, soldiers in, in Stronghold are potentially Welsh. They've all got comedy UK regional accents that are all. You can't slightly- no. I can't take potentially Welsh. I'm gonna, you, you need to confirm that for me. Well, it's hard to tell, in all honesty. Because <laughs> I think the Longbowman is either a Geordie or Welsh. And it genuinely is that, you know, that hard to call. 
There's a, a um, Schrodinger's Welshman. There you go. There's there's a very Welsh kind of creature in um, Nino Cooney, the level five oh, RPG. Yeah, it's like this sort of. Uh, it kind of looks like a sort of aardvark with like a lantern attached to the end of its nose. I think he's called Drippy, and he's in the localization. He's Welsh, um, and you know runs around saying yeah. Welsh things. <laughs> Yeah, Edward Kenway. Gordon Freeman is a Welsh. (laughs) Yeah, he is. No, he's not. Yes. No, he was... He he went to Black Mesa under a scholarship program, but he's from... um, Landudno. (laughs) Did you just... Where's he from? Landudno. (laughs) Lovely town. I guess we've never heard him speak, so we can't disprove it. Yeah, exactly. He was, uh, he was definitely not well. I bet there's story. a Wikipedia somewhere. Hang on. Well, actually, the first scientist you meet, remember in that game, he says, Dr. Freeman, you glorious Welsh bastard. So, yes. <laughs> actually, in hindsight, that, that really, that yeah. actually makes a lot of sense. That was a clue. Yeah. How did we not put it together before? Huh? I bet. I never, I never no. thought of it in that way. I'm going to look up, hang on, I found the Half-Life wiki. It will say he's from, like, where's he from? Biography, right. A native of Seattle, Washington. Literally the first words. Oh, no, they spelt uh, Swansea, Wales, wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So you said I did know. Oh, uh, that was where he grew up. But then, (laughs) no, I mean, that was where he went to school. Yeah. (laughs) Lucky this wasn't a cavern, eh? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> ridiculous um, when the Edward Kenway was uh, motion they, all the pirates were mo-capped um, not all of them but the, some of the main pirates were mo-capped and he's played by Matt Ryan who is indeed an actual Welshman um, and also level of commitment to the character yeah he prepared by being born and then living for 30 years or however old he was um, and Finchie's in it as well, from whose name I can't remember. Ralph. But something. Ralph something. Yeah, it's weird because I remember when they, when they did the announcement of Black Flag, at the, they had like a London event and he was there and he did this really long pirate monologue that was, at first everyone was like, oh, this is really cool. But it went on for like half an hour. <laughs> 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 like, oh, shut the f*** up, man. <laughs> that sounds powerful. Yeah, well, it started off, it was really atmospheric. So they had all this, like, I think they even had, like, dry ice and they dimmed the lights. And it was, it was like a, pirate, you know, a, a, a sort of generic pirate doing a kind of monologue about what it was like to be on a ship. But it just went on and on and on in too much detail. And by the end of it, I think everyone was quite put off. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't that the plot of the poem, The Ancient Mariner? A pirate talking for way too long. Oh, I don't think it was that. Not even a reading. pirate. No, he's just a gazer, isn't he? Yeah, it's just, just a, yeah, it's just definitely a pirate. I love events like that. You don't get them anymore. Like even even before we were all locked in our homes for a year, you don't get them as often as you used to. But like kind right. of theatrical events, like the launch <laughs> event for um, uh, what was it like Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider Dark of the Moon, or whatever it's called, um, uh was good because it was in like a weird abandoned church but in the middle of London like 
like like the West End of London. Oh. And then inside they put in those jungly plants and there was ceviche and stuff to eat. Oh, and nice. uh, there was like a weird half pyramid thing um, that they built in the middle of the room. And then every so often uh, a woman cosplaying as Lara would climb on it and go through a few different poses so people could take pictures. Oh. I would have liked the like, I can't remember if it was any good or not. I think it was pretty good. And then, and then like, there was a, they were like, oh, can you find the secret tequila bar? And the secret tequila bar had like a neon arrow pointing to it kind of thing. And it's good. That's nice. I went to a uh, Marion Sonic at the London Olympic Games preview event, and it was hosted by Jonathan Edwards. And then halfway through, they had an official uh, Queen lookalike came in to open yes. the games, and we all had to like bow at her and stuff. It was really weird. <laughs> I went to the launch of a, a pan-European leasing software platform oh, yes. in the Gherkin. Amazing. Yeah. It was a string quartet and tiny burgers. That is always tiny. I thought you were going to say string. When you said string quartet and tiny burgers, my brain first went, is tiny burgers like a musical act that I haven't heard of? Yeah, he's um, Tenshi Strider's <laughs> tiny brother. Oh, right. Tiny burger. I, see, this is the thing, this is inside baseball and it sounds like all impressive and fun, but they're always like, it. honestly, like, if you're listening to this and think we're very corrupt and obviously our, our reviews are paid for with tiny burgers and secret tequila, it's not as fun as it might sound. And we do kind of not take it seriously. <laughs> I don't even, even the PRs don't, you'll often find a grimacing PR at the end of the event. It's like, was this terrible? (laughs) No, it was fine. It was fine. Good. You know, you try to make a jungle in a a London church. Yeah. Well, that's the thing because, because really like all that stuff is for the influencers, like the YouTubers and the Instagrams and that, and the, the games journalists are all just sort of 30, 35 year old people in like plaid shirts standing around annoyed because the event is always at about dinner time at about like six thirty, seven 7 o'clock and yet all the food is tiny so then you have to go out and buy a burger afterwards and and like and and you're only there because that's the only way to get the hands-on with the game preview kind of thing i've really enjoyed the lockdown for that they've done them all remotely it's been brilliant yeah it's been good i emailed you a tiny lasagna <laughs> it's a gift Someone yeah, did uh, send that. I, I had to go into the office to check if we'd had any post, and someone during lockdown sent us cakes. <laughs> it was really grim. Oh, no. <laughs> it just been festering these cupcakes with like buttercream icing and been festering in the office <laughs> for like two months <laughs> because there was no one there. Oh, no. Oh, la la. It was really bad. Anyway. So, wow. Yeah. Well, well, I think Wales is actually quite un- underrepresented in games. I struggle to find many good, like definitely Wales set games. Mm. It's well, a beautiful you think country. How rinsed Scotland gets in everything. Mm. Like yeah. you know, Wales is as pretty. Yeah, you could do a that. You know, you could do a kind of, uh, not an Edith Finch, a. Uh, and everyone's gone to the rapture kind of thing in Wales quite easily as well. Very good. 
Oh, mm-hmm. I thought of a uh, Wales in games. Yeah. Gwent, the ah. card game off of The Witcher, is also an old name for a bit of Wales, isn't it? Or is it? Um, I don't think. Yeah, it's a county. Uh, Gwent is a preserved county in a former local government ca- county in. Oh, I just said the word. Well, bad word there. You have to bleep, bleep it out. Um, Gwent is a preserved county and a former local government county in southeast Wales. It was formed on the 1st of April 1974, but I think it was like an Anglo-Saxon name. Yeah, yeah, the ancient kingdom of Gwent. Wow. Um, yeah. Presided over by the chieftain Gordon Freeman. All right, okay. The, the last bit was a lie. The rest is true. <laughs> Is that like how Wessex used to be a place but isn't anymore? Exactly, yeah. Ah, yeah. okay. Um, but shall we move to the Cavern of Lies, which I understand uh, Nate Ooh. is uh, presiding over this week. Yeah, shall, so, I, shall I lead you down? Yeah, do you want to do the sting, lads? The Cavern of Lies. Excellent. So what does the cavern look like today, Nate? Well, it's a graveyard. Because uh, I've just... It's a dripping graveyard now. It's a dripping graveyard. Uh, All of the stalagmites, which are the ground ones... I've got like written piece written on them. Nice. Okay. Because this is where PC game characters get buried. Oh, no. um, and because it's a very echoey cave, I'm, I'm going to make it a bit less echoey. Uh, that's unbearable. Yeah. Uh, because it's very <laughs> echoey the last death screams of those characters are still echoing very faintly above their graves. Oh, okay. But there's a twist. In this graveyard, two of the characters interred have been buried alive. Oh, my God. And they're going to expire unless you can identify... Which whales weren't death whales? (laughs) You're going to hear seven different whales, and Mm -hmm. two of them are from characters who didn't then immediately die. Uh, (laughs) But the electricity cop, being overzealous, buried them anyway. I hope one of them crashed Bandicoot. So, (laughs) do you like the the, the real cavern lore I'm building up here? Yeah. Yeah. The extended cavern universe. I'd like to talk to you about the Cavern of Lies initiative. Um, you ready for some whales then? Now, the, like I yeah. said, there's two amongst these seven, so it's slightly different from the usual. Okay. Let's go. You press the wrong button! <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to hear any of them again, just let me know. I definitely want to hear that again. Hear that one again, please, yeah. You pressed the wrong button. Okay. Ready for another? Yeah. Stroll over to another grave. Do it again. 
That's got big, like, Lara Croft dying energy. I recognise that one. Oh, you'll get, um, you'll get, uh, an electricity cop memorial truncheon if you actually identify, uh, okay. two or more. Okay. I, re- I recognise that one. I just don't know where from. I've definitely heard that one. Okay. <laughs> Do that again. Now, I've got a question for the cave master. Mm. The two which aren't real, are they oh, just not Hawkins, in fact. are they performed by you? Yeah, I was going to say, that one sounded like Nate. <laughs> I know that they are from characters, but they're from living ones. I did actually think about throwing in a couple of fakes. Well, Nate did. I'm Anthony Hopkins, the master of the cave. <laughs> <clears throat> but... Uh, he couldn't make any of his recordings very, very convincing. Or could he? Perhaps oh. they are included. And perhaps, well, yeah. remember, your task is only to, to seek out the living. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Can we get three one more time? That's got like a, a falling to your death vibe or something. That sounds severe. Yeah, that sounds like a death to me. I think that one's, okay. Well, give me four. Let's hear another. <laughs> if they're dying, they're dying in a fun place. It sounds great. <laughs> sounds like a festival. That sounds like, that sounds like, like Final Fantasy road music or something. Sometimes uh, I couldn't, uh, couldn't uh, psychically disconnect the death scream from the, uh, the environment the character was in. Yes, yeah. Okay. Would you like that again? Mm. Yeah. You know, the trumpet in the background of that, that's got big Warcraft vibes. That sounds a bit like... That sounds like a unit dying in a, in a Warcraft game, like Warcraft 2 or something. That sounds like a... Now you said Warcraft, it sounds a bit like Hellscream. Maybe it's the, the cutscene where he Hellscream attacks a demon. And then mm-hmm. dies afterwards. Doing his famous hell scream, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that could be Nate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's just put a heavy effect on it to try and disguise that and make it sound more gamey. That's the Anthony Hopkins laughing. <laughs> that's that's the fight. The nervous Anthony Hopkins laugh <laughs> makes you feel that that feels the clumsiest oh, yeah. game like of any of them. Play that. Play that again, please. No, that one. Sorry, that wrong, wrong one. <laughs> Although, having said that, play five again. I've got them in a different sequence to the ones you've heard in, so let me try. I think it's this one. That's, that one's got quite a heavy effect on it, hasn't it? Yeah, but um, it's, it's the, that, that one's definitely got a snippet of music, so that's got to be that's real. That's true, yeah. Okay, that's got to be real. It sounds like a death wave. It's got a bit of Darth Vader going, no yeah. energy. All right. Uh, bring us to the last one then. 
That's GLaDOS. That's GLaDOS. Oh, well done. You've won yourself half a truncheon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that's def- That's GLaDOS. So that's real. Would you like Take to although, hear GLaDOS dying. one after the other? Although, hang, that is GLaDOS. <sighs> I'm pretty sure that's GLaDOS when you've, yeah, when you've... Killer. But, but, like, I want to be clear about this. Like, you're not going to be a, a sneak pedant about this and be like, well, she, technically she doesn't die. Oh, no, no, no. If, if, it's, if it's theatrically presented as a death. <laughs> okay. That's very good. I know these things can get ontologically quite complicated. Uh, <laughs> like with my Android friends in Westworld. What was, what's been your favourite on-screen death, Anthony Hopkins? Oh, probably when... Oh, pro- probably when the cowboy lady shoots me in Westworld. Oh, that's Think fast, Tony. Great. I I like the approach that both Hopkinses have had, by the way, to their voices, because Sir Anthony Hopkins has quite a lot of um, Churchill in it, and then <laughs> Anthony Hopkins speaks. He's got more like that. He's got a bit more. He talks like that. He's got a bit more of a. He talks very quickly. Very deep. It's Anthony Hopkins. This is this is Anthony Hopkins by way of like. Rob Brydon and <laughs> the man on, <laughs> on the trip. That's what that is. <laughs> you turn your back on me, sir. <laughs> 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 uh, I think my grasp of Hopkins is very much shaped by the trip. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then Anthony Hopkins has. I feel a little bit of Tom Jones, sort of the oh coming through. Well, there, is, there is a little bit of that, yes. <laughs> right then, uh, shall, I, shall I play all of these whales? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So we've just got a two which are not dead. They're going to be in a different order this time. Oh, right? okay. Right. Brilliant, okay. Right then, what's it to be? F- marry or kill? <laughs> you pressed the wrong button. Weirdly, it sounds like me. <laughs> Shouting at Alice in a Let's Play or something. Well, now they're in the wrong order, so I don't know. GLaDOS is definitely dead in yeah. that one. Um, I think the one of... That goes... <laughs> That's that's a death, I think. I don't know. That's now I've heard it again. It could be like a war someone. Cry. It could yeah. It could be a war cry, like like the start of a boss fight, uh, or like a second phase. Uh, I think the the one where it goes oof is the is one. Oof. Yeah, that one. That's death. I think that's a death. I think the one with lots of echoing might be fake because I think it's Nate. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
Oh, I don't know that. No, I think that's one. I think that's one. Yeah, yeah. I, you might, I think that's might a, quality I think, a bit too good. Yeah, I think that's a death. <laughs> a subtle basting. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, if it was Nate, it would be that, except you'd also hear the hum of a fish tank in the background. <laughs> which most professional sound studios don't have. <laughs> Only very special ones. <laughs> it's incredibly specialist. This is difficult. How, how about we make this interesting? I'll give each of you a shovel, and you can you can each choose a grave to dig up. Okay. And if a ghost slays you, it'll be your own fault. Okay. Uh, so we've got to pick separate. I, I want to dig up, Matthew, I want to dig up the one that, that you said was a Warcraft one. I think that's a war cry not a death cry. That one, yeah. I think I want to dig up that one. Which one do you want to dig up, Matthew? Guys, hear a couple more again. I'll give, <laughs> give them to you in sequence. Number one. Ooh. Number two. No. Number three. <laughs> No, number four, is, uh, Alice has picked that one. Number five, no, no. which you've identified. Number six, you press the wrong button. <laughs> and it's number seven. Oh, oh now oh, number shit. one. Number one, I now think might be like an I've got hurt oof, not a yeah, I, I, oof. I'm going to dig up the oof. Right. You I think it's lower cross, like just hitting the ground quite hard and maybe like sort of straining, straining her, her, her kind of ankles a bit. Hmm. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Right. I'll go first. So you, uh, you dig away at the, uh, the cavern soil, the loose scree. It's very damp. Um, and just as you're wondering if there's nothing down there, a big armoured hand comes out and a sort of a sweating futuristic dog man pulls himself out of the hole. Oh, thank goodness. It's me, the Arbiter off of Halo 2. (laughs) I did that scream because I was incredibly upset by the prophet of truth. Uh, And the electricity cop really took it too far. Thank you. He does that. He does that. <laughs> wow. What an honour. Yay. I can't believe I've got to meet Anthony Hopkins and the Arbiter from Halo 2. What a day, yeah. That's it. And if he sounds a bit like the Emotions Gorilla, it's purely coincidence. Um, <laughs> so, Matthew, you're going to... I'm going to dig up the oof grave. Oh, dear. It's a blocky grave, this one. Um, and... As you uh, as you dig it up, I don't know some sort of vehicle made by a child runs you over and turns you into paste because it oh, was no. the, the old death noise from Roblox. <laughs> oh, famous for being sh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I identified it as such. God damn it. <laughs> would you uh would you like to know what the what the um the other 
living one is, who will now, of yeah. course, perish beneath the ground. Yes. Yeah. So uh, one of these wasn't a death scream, but a birthing cry. Oh. Uh, and this is what happens when you click on the Terran Academy in StarCraft. <laughs> no, not that. Oh, God, that's horrible. Really? Yeah, I always wondered, why are they screaming in the Academy? Um, but yeah, so that's, that's, that's wow. what happens when you click on that. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what the other ones were, if you like. Yeah, yeah please. That's actually Ryu from Street Fighter 2. Oh, of course. Uh, and then GLaDOS. Didn't mean to click on that, and it's very long. Thank you, GLaDOS. Uh, is the spy from Team Fortress 2. Oh. I love how they tried to make a French death scream. Uh, and then finally... You pressed the wrong button! Is, of course, uh, Deadpool from Marvel vs. Capcom 3. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. Well, you know, he's breaking the fourth wall. There was your clue. Oh, you uh... pressed it. I thought it was going to be like something from Resident Evil, like a scientist screaming at someone else because they'd pressed a button to release a gaff. No, no, it's, uh, it's, it's Deadpool uh, admonishing the player of the game for being bad at it, which I think is actually a brilliant death screen. <sighs> Rip in peace, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Rip in peace. Well, right, right yeah, well, get, get out of my cave. I'm Matthew, I'm sorry you were slain by the ghost of a... Ah, uh, that's okay. I don't mind. <laughs> Farewell. Goodbye. Oh, Matthew, I'm so glad I identified where you stole your fucking <laughs> voice from. I didn't stole it. It's, uh, yeah, it's a homage. <laughs> so it's an homage to an homage. It's very good. Yes. Turn your back on me, sir. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, thank you very much for that wonderful cavern of lies, uh, Nate slash Anthony Hopkins. Oh. Uh, Anthony says you're, you're very welcome. He's staying down there to interrogate a robot. Okay. <laughs> Jolly good. Um, that, I think, concludes our rather chaotic chat about whales slash whales slash whales. Um, so, all that we must do now is do our recommendations, which I assume. You lads have not prepared for yet again. <laughs> I have. I always do. Oh, you have. Oh, I apologise, Matthew. Please, please go first. I am going to recommend an article I recently read, which was a scene by scene breakdown. This is going to sound terrible, but I assure you, it's not a scene by scene breakdown of how the original script of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade compares to the final script of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade which was script-doctored famously by Tom Stoppard. Um, and it's just a really interesting look at what a good script-doctoring can do and how incredibly misjudged the original script for Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade was. Um, I don't know why. Oh, well, I watched Last Crusade on New Year's Eve, and so I started just reading about it because uh, I remember Tom Stoppard had written it, and I was curious how extensive his his sort of rewrites were and he basically makes it the film it is and adds all the good jokes with Indiana Jones and his dad and it's actually quite a sour film in its original version oh. um, 
Oh. There's, a, there's a bit which really made me laugh, which is at the start where Indiana Jones goes to his dad's house. And in the film, it's all been like, you know, rough, roughed up and, you know, cupboards yeah. have been turned over because they've been looking for the Grail diary. And it's kind of the same in the original script, except, <laughs> except Sean Connery's uh, house lady has uh, also been hung from the washing line. <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> which just, just really struck me as like a, yeah, I can see why they changed this. <laughs> God. The tone of that film would be so different. There's also a terrible... So different. <laughs> that <laughs> really terrible... sets the tone, yeah. There's a running joke about Ilsa, the the kind of the love interest in it, um, constantly eating fruit <laughs> in the original <laughs> script. But it's not a joke. It's just something she does, but it makes a really big deal of it. Uh, <laughs> well, like, like suggestively cutting a groove oh, into no, a mango just, and then licking it. Like, like, joke that every scene she's in, she's like chomping on an apple. It's <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll send you the link so you can include it in the in the post. Um, but I I found it. I don't know. It just made me chuckle. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I'm going to recommend actually something quite similar. Um, my friend uh, Jamie, his dad. Um, He's half Australian. His dad uh, used to work for the Australian government in some kind of... He always said, my dad's an Australian spy, but I think that's a lie. Um, but uh, he sent me a link to this sort of... It's a, uh, an article slash long blog post um, written by this person who... So former Australian Prime Minister Tony Abbott, um, who now works for the British government, I think, doesn't he? Um, posted uh, a picture of his boarding pass um, and this guy or this person um, then managed to find like a bunch of Tony Abbott's personal details and um, his passport number and stuff because of, uh, and, and like log into the prime minister's uh, flight details and stuff because of uh, a huge vulnerability in the airline website. <laughs> And it's this saga of him trying to, because at this point, Tony Abbott wasn't the prime minister any longer. So he couldn't get in touch with him via the prime minister's office. But like, it's him trying to get in, in touch with Tony Abbott to warn him about this. And then also get in touch with the airline to warn them about this vulnerability in the website. And it's very funny. Um, so I recommend reading that. And I'll link to I that will. as well. Nate, what are you going to recommend this week? Uh, oh, crikey. This is, uh, this is bad, I know, but it might be useful to someone. I'm, I'm going to recommend a vape. Um, I took up vaping to, because uh, I wanted to start smoking again with, uh, when lockdown happened. I just got quite stressed out. And so I, uh, you know, better the, the devil that's not actively, provenly carcinogenic, I suppose, uh, took up vaping. <laughs> Uh, and a lot of vapes are really annoying, um, but I found one that's quite good. Plus, it's got a very mean name. It's called the Nautilus Prime. <laughs> it's by, uh, honestly, what embarrassing hobby. Um, it's not a hobby for me. It's, a, it's just an addiction. Um, but it's, uh, it's by a company called Aspire. Um, I don't know any of the technical terms. It's got a little thing that you fill up with syrup um, containing nicotine, and it's good. It just keeps going for ages. Um, so, you know, if you are um, 
perhaps looking to be an ex-smoker and have made that resolution uh, for this year, maybe the Nautilus Prime will rise up from the ocean trench of embarrassment that uh, I'm in for talking about vaping on a podcast <laughs> uh, and, and save you. Uh, have you encountered, like, I don't know if it's still a thing, but it was a few years ago, but sort of like vape influencer culture on Instagram and stuff? Yes. Um, yeah. Because, like, quite often, like, if something goes wrong with it or I'm looking to work out what, what manner of syrup to buy, I will Google it. And any Googling of vape information filters you through like the vapor sphere, and you, you just, yeah, get vape fluences. Um, so, so I was fascinated by it a few years ago because someone I sort of tangentially knew was trying to start like a vape fluencer kind of career. And it's all this stuff like, um, like cloud check, hashtag cloud check, which is like oh. when you get someone to do a cloud check, uh, or you're doing a cloud check is when you just like huff on your vape loads and then do like a massive cloud and obscure the entire camera. I do that sometimes to make Ashley laugh um, yeah. because of that very phenomenon. Yeah. Um, or, or hand check was another one, which was like hand check is like checking what vape and syrup you are holding currently. So it's a picture of your hand holding your thing, your vape. And I was just like, it's amazing. It's so good. It's um, it. actually uh, a, a, a word in defense of these, these people. Like I do sort of get it because I think it's like when it has let you stop smoking, it does feel quite redemptory. And I think these people get a bit about it in the same way that newly converted people get about a religion because it's something they feel has got them out of a hole. And so they sort of evangelize. But in this case, unfortunately, they forget. It means literally nothing to people who've never smoked. It, it just seems very odd that they want to breathe sweet liquid out of a hot tube. Yeah. But I get it. I get it. I just like the cloud checks because it's like, because they really, they really go for it. Like, <laughs> like, it's really good. Uh, Permission to finish the podcast with a, a massive rip on my vape. Go for it. Hashtag fat blood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you very much, listener, for joining us on episode 123 of the Electronic Wireless Show, Rock Paper Shotguns PC Gaming Podcast, and the only podcast you need apart from our other podcast. Uh, the PC Gaming Week Spot, which also features Matthew slash Sir Anthony Hopkins um, and Callum Ahern chatting about the current events in PC Gaming this week or every week, basically. Um, please do uh, check out our Discord, uh, check out our merch store. Um, remember to check out our social media. So we're on Twitter and Facebook as well at Rock Paper Shot and on YouTube, um, youtube.com forward slash Rock Paper Shotgun. And uh, of course, www.rockpapershotgun.com for all your PC gaming needs. Uh, we'll be back next week where we will hopefully have a less ridiculous theme. <laughs> 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 uh, 
because uh, there was a lot of nonsense with this one. Um, but uh, the listeners seem to enjoy the nonsense. And if you know any friends of yours that you think would enjoy our brand of nonsense, please tell them. Rate us five stars on your pod catching app of choice. And uh, remember to tweet about us with the hashtags FatBlood and Big Oats and Shergar's Heart Squad. Because you, you, you are our heart, listener. <laughs> Because you're uh, worth it. Exactly. Maybe she's born uh, with it. Maybe she wasn't. Maybe it's a horse's heart that's been. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank you very much again. Uh, it's goodbye from me, Alice Bell. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Sir Anthony Hopkins. I. Yeah. <laughs> it's goodbye from Anthony Hopkins. Until next time. Bye. <laughs>